fans, and welcome back to another episode of the Uncharted Media Podcast. This is episode 37. Josh, how are you doing tonight? I'm hanging in there, man. Um, life's been a little rough the past couple weeks. Uh, I, I got a little bit injured a couple weeks ago in a match and ignored it and then lied to my promoter about it and had another match this past weekend and it made it worse. So I ended up in the ER on Sunday morning. So that was fun. Uh, but um, what's it in? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's just, um, basically what happened is I landed hard on my shoulder and like it tensed it up and then had a spasm at the same time. So the muscles stayed tense. Um, so it just, yeah, it was, it was quite painful, but I'm on the mend now. So should be yeah, good sit on the, the bench week. for a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Put me on the bench for a week. So, you know, as, as one of the trainers said, I'd rather you take the time to stay healthy than to just try to work through it. Cause everyone knows that I I'll just work through it. I don't really care about my body for some reason, but yeah, other than that, (laughs) good grief. Well, we have a very loaded show. I've been super excited for this show for, a while, more or less, as soon as we had our first headline, I was like, I know what our main discussion has to be. Oh, absolutely. Uh, and then just other news things came out, and I just got more and more excited. There's just a lot to talk about. I'm ready to get down with this episode. Our main discussion today, Robert Pattinson has officially been cast as the new Batman. How else are we going to fill out this roster of Batman movie, trilogy, whatever we want to go with? How are we going to fill out the rest of this cast? So that's what we're going to be discussing. How would we cast this Batman movie? We've talked about what we would like to see story-wise, but not specifically actors. That's what we're going to cover here. Uh, But first of all, let's go over the news because, boys, there are a lot. Uh, Like we said, first off, Robert Pattinson is officially our new Batman. So last week when we talked about this, it seemed pretty certain but there's still a little bit of opening of maybe nicholas holt is our batman but nope it's robert pattinson and we said i think we said enough last week that we're totally down for this that's a good thing yeah absolutely i i think uh, he's gonna be the most unique choice for this role right now um i also think he's a lot better of an actor than some people are giving him credit for because I, I will say again, as the common theme is with Josh these days, uh, my favorite thing that has come out of this has been the memes um, outside of being right that, that, that they were going to go with him. Um, and that have he's you the, worst the bat- one? He's the worst vampire. Yeah. He's the worst vampire ever. Cause it took, it took him 11 to 13 years to turn into a bat. Yep. So it was great. Josh focuses on the memes. I focus it. I focus on what are they going to bring to the table. So as soon as he was yeah. officially cast, I did what I always do, and I went out and saw out two Robert Pattinson movies that everyone talks highly of: uh, Good Time and Cosmopolis. To kind of see what he would be bringing to the table. Both those movies sucked, but he was good in them. I got I it. Everyone raved about Good Time, and I thought it was really, really dull. Cos uh, Cosmopolis was even more dull. It's just him in a limo. Yeah, but it. But I mean, the the key here is that he's good, good in them. Oh yeah, he's great in both of them. Very, very different characters, but he's great in both movies. So I fully have faith in him um, as Bruce Wayne and Batman going forward. Uh, we've gotten some details about this upcoming movie and series. So this Batman will be around his thirties. 
However, they said this will not be yet another origin story, but it won't be veteran Batman. So it sounds like he'll still be relatively new into the game. I'd imagine year one or year two Batman, but it won't be an origin of how does he become Batman, which thank goodness, because someone said it in one of the podcasts I listened to, and I completely agree. If we see Martha's pearls fall with her getting shot, I am out. I don't need to see that again. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, we I, I appreciated what Zach did in the sense of gave us a very quick run through of it without like overstating it. So I did appreciate appreciate Zach Zach doing that for us just because some, some not everyone's familiar. So you know, but everybody is familiar at the same time. So yeah, it was like um, with the Spider Man sequels did with the Sam Raimi movies of basically do a flashback in the intro uh, opening titles. Yeah. Just kind of give you the information really, really quick. Um, Now we're also getting some other info. Apparently, uh, Robert Pattinson has signed on to three Batman movies, so a new trilogy. And the thing I'm obviously the most excited about, be like, yeah, yeah, Robert Pattinson, whatever, whatever. All that got brushed aside as soon as I saw, and I immediately texted you and honestly scared the crap out of Heather. I'll tell you that in a second of the rumor right now is a source has told Forbes. So this seems like a pretty credible source that Robin will be in the Robert Pattinson movie, as well as an emphasis on the bat family. Oh, hallelujah. Absolutely. So then that brings us real quick to, I have a question for you on the, Grayson. I mean, yes, but here's the thing. Depending on how many years Batman is in, into the is into this, if they're doing three or four or whatever, um, do you see the potential of them just of not of doing um, Jason as Robin and then just bringing in Nightwing? No, here's what I think they could do. Of, I do believe it'll be Dick Grayson, Robin, and not just because I want that more than anything else in my life. Um, I believe it'll be Dick Grayson Robin, but he won't be what we know from the comics of like 12 years old. I think what they will do is what they did to Sebastian Stan's Bucky in the Captain America movies of in a comics, Bucky was a kid that was a blatant ripoff of Robin that was just there to boost kids uh, comic book sales. But in the MCU, he's more or less around uh, Cap's age. I could see something similar to that in this Batman movie of say Batman is early 30s. I can see uh, Robin being about 16 or 17 and just being a super close friend of Batman's. He more or less, like, not adopt adopts, but more or less is just like, hey, come live with me until you're 18. Then you can kind of decide what you want to do with your life. But in the meantime, I'll take care of you. That way, it's a little more believable that he's older than... We don't have to wait so much before it's Nightwing. Fair uh, enough. Age him up, and he's more of an equal and close friend to Batman. You still have a lot of the same um, relational beats and story beats as if he was uh, younger Dick Grayson Robin, but it makes it a little bit more sense. I heard one rumor that I really don't believe that it'll just be Nightwing right off the bat, and the Robin will either be Tim Drake or Jason Todd. But I'm just going, eh, if Batman's 30, no. Maybe, yeah. There, there's, a, it, there's a chance, but we'll see. I I went ahead and casted both in, in our I've little... I've casted three, th- actually. Yeah, I, so I, 
I didn't know to what extent the Bat family was going to play this time around, so I didn't go too deep into them. I more spent more time casting the uh, Galley of Rogues. Same. I've, I think <laughs> I have about a 50-50 split of heroes and villains with a little bit more emphasis on the villains. Um, but yes, I said, as soon as I read that, I initially saw it on Instagram, and when I see rumors on Instagram, I just think of them as that, rumors. I was just like, you know what? Anything Dick Grayson, I have to look up because Dick Grayson is my man. He's my homeboy. He's my one of my all-time favorite comic book characters. Easily top three. Um, so I was just like, whatever. It's an Instagram rumor. How true can it be? I just Google Robin, and that's typically my go-to. Is If I get any form of results in the news, then there might be some credibility. Sure enough, there's like four or five articles saying, According to Forbes, Robin is in the new Batman movie. And I just ran right to Heather, scared the crap out of her, unfortunately, and just go, Heather, Robin might be in Batman. Because she knows how much Dick Grayson means to me as a character. And I'm just like, please, he hasn't been in anything since Batman and Robin. Thanks, Chris yeah. O'Donnell. But we got to get good Robin. Got to get something. Anything. Which, if Matt Reeves is willing to go with the Bat family, I'm all for it because he's clearly more focused on building the universe around Batman, not just Batman. As there's yes. been reports that he has many villains in it, like focusing on the rogues gallery, which is great because yeah. a lot of the Batman movies in the past, and rightly so, have focused on just Batman. Of Batman's our main character, Batman's who you care about. Batman has such an interesting world that he lives in, though, with his supporting characters, his villains. Let's flesh that out, too. Yeah, absolutely. Speaking of, of stories being fleshed out, regardless of how, if we thought they were going to happen or not, uh, how about that Rambo Last Blood trailer? Bro. Okay. So I know oh, for months, first of all, when what? it was first announced, that Rambo was come. There's another Rambo. It was the exact same reaction that came out with Rambo Four. Of really another Rambo? Isn't he a little old? And then as soon as this first blood, this last blood trailer came out, all those critics shut up real quick and just went, "Oh." <laughs> and like I know we were a couple of those critics because I remember us talking about this story of, "Oh, okay, he's he's old, I guess, cool." And then they told us he's going to be on his farm in Montana, and we're like. Okay, that's cool, I guess. Why do why does this movie need to be made? And then this trailer does exactly what is needed to be done. And it make it reminds you of why we love Rambo, why we love Rambo movies, and just oh man. And then the coupling of having Old Town Road. That play, song was oh so good. Gosh. It I remember showing it to my brother Ben. And that first line plays, and he's like, are they really going to do this? Come on. And then by the end of the trailer, he's like, no, yeah, that, that's exactly what song they needed to play. Absolutely. You know what this whole trailer with this whole movie feels like? Logan. It does. Like, right down to the slow, uh, with Logan, it was way down, which I still think that Logan trailer is one of the best trailers I've ever seen in my life. Agreed. Um, then this... Right down to the color palette of, like, the orange, eternally sunset yeah. landscape. It feels like Logan. But if they copy the story of Logan for Rambo, it still works. Because a Logan oh, style or an old Western style fits the character of Rambo. Now, I rewatched the trailer before we hit record just so it was fresh in my mind. There's a shot of him in a rocking chair. 
Um, I initially thought that was him waiting for the cartel to show up to his house, Home Alone style. Rewatching it now, I think that's him dying. Like, he's taking out everyone, and he's just sitting on his porch, bleeding out, and ready to go. Yeah. I mean, we'll see, man. Like, it's, he looks beat uh, up at the end I'm of this trailer. S- yeah, I'm super down for anything that happens in this movie now. Like, yeah, let's go. It, Rambo's on his last blood. Yeah. Stallone looks like he's going to be bringing his A game for this stuff, like acting performance and everything. It's, it looks, like we said, like a knockoff of Logan, but it looks like it's actually going to work for this setting. Yeah. Well, and I, I, I want to emphasize that you it's not saying a knockoff of Logan as a bad thing either. It, it looks like it's going to take all of the good things from Logan and use those as well. Oh, absolutely. Um, just some of the dialogue that he says in the trailer of just like um, some people were gone too quick with a bullet. Others, there's not enough left for them to bury. It's just it's very somber. To, it fits Rambo perfectly. It really does. And I'm just like, Given- Let's go. Yeah, given and like given what all he's been through up until this point, like, yeah, absolutely. It's just I was like, okay. Now, last little note about this trailer is when did Balboa Productions become an actual thing? I'm pretty sure it's been a thing. Like I've never seen that company tag attached to anything. Like none of the Creed movies, none of the Rocky movies. I was like, oh, does Sylvester Stallone have his own company now? Like I've heard of Millennium. That's the one that did, like, all the Expendables movies and Warrior and stuff. It's a smaller company. But I've never heard of Balboa Productions. I know a lot of big-name actors and producers have their own company. Uh, Nolan has Syncope. J.J. Abrams has Bad Robot. I don't. I just never heard of Balboa Productions before. I mean, I, I, I don't think I've heard of it, but I wouldn't be surprised because I know he keeps all a lot of these projects like Rambo and Rocky very close to the chest. Yeah. Um, so I, we both love this Rambo trailer. Now there was another trailer that came out this week. I don't know about you, Josh, but I was significantly less enthusiastic for this one compared to Rambo. Yeah. Are you talking about the onward? I am talking about onward. I, I don't know quite how I feel about it yet. Um, Tom Holland doesn't sound like Tom Holland. Yeah, and it's Chris Pratt, right? This yeah, oh yeah, Chris brother. Pratt absolutely sounds like Chris Pratt. So what Josh and I are talking about is the next Pixar movie after Toy Story 4 um, is a movie called Onward, starring Tom Holland and Chris Pratt voice acting to um, Ogre Brothers? I think they're Ogres? They're Elves. Oh, are they Elves? Yes. Oh yeah. It's, it's, it's in the description of the movie, bruh. It, I have issues with this trailer. Of, um, what's his name from Seinfeld? George, I got a lot of problems with you. (laughs) That's what I kind of feel with this trailer of watching it. Normally, other movies steal from Disney. It's just, that's what happens when you're on top. This movie feels like Disney is stealing from so many other people. The opening shots of, like, seeing the town and everything, it looked more like trolls than anything Disney's ever done. Um, then there's, um a shot of like garden gnomes that looked almost more like Nomeo and Juliet right down to the text. that says onward is literally the exact same font and text as frozen. Yeah. Nothing of this I... is original. The plot seems like it's ripped from, um, 
What's that? Bright on Netflix, the Will Smith yeah. movie. I see the thing. I like the concept. I, I do like the concept, but I, I'm not sure if I'm I'm sold on the movie yet. So I mean, it's the first trailer, and it was relatively short and didn't really show us anything. I mean, it showed us a lot, but like not a lot. You know what I mean? So we'll I, we'll see. And again, there's only one parent because Disney movie. Obviously, I I don't know. I just Pixar isn't what they used to be, and this. More so than any other Pixar movie I've seen, right off this first trailer, it feels like they're borrowing way too much from other people of just like, all right, we're just going to put half effort into this one, copy and paste from other things that have worked, and we're Pixar. People will go with it, right? Yeah. Chris Pratt's popular. Tom Holland's popular. Let's do this. We'll see. Now, I believe Chris Pratt is attached to this project as well, but I'm not entirely positive. Um, Netflix is really stepping up their animation game, apparently, as we're now getting an animated Jurassic World kids TV series. Um, I have some major questions, but before I address those, Josh, what do you think of this? I mean, it really feels like they're just squeezing the cows utter really hard to get as much milk out of this as they can. Yeah, because I don't know what the fate of Jurassic World 3 is. There's rumors of bringing the original Jurassic Park cast back, which to me just means they're hitting the panic button hard of, please, please, yeah. please. Um, Jurassic Park movies don't need to happen. It's okay. Like, they're cool, but they don't need to happen. Yeah. Basically, especially after Fallen Kingdom. Yeah. So, I have some questions. First of all, this is a kid's show. Not a problem. Fine. Um, unfortunately, that probably means no one's getting eaten, which means there's no stakes to this because it's a kid's movie, a kid's TV show, I mean. But also, um, from the uh, press release that came out, I'm so confused because it says this is going to take place on Isle Nublar, which is the island that blew up in Fallen Kingdom. So where does this fall in the timeline? Maybe it doesn't exist in the timeline. <laughs> Of, like, Jurassic World exists in Jurassic World. Then the events happen and the park closes. And then then the very next movie, the island blows up. So does this take place before Jurassic World? Is there any characters like Owen or Claire that are going to show up um, and voice their original characters? I, I think a dinosaur TV show could be cool. I think, I, I'll be honest, I would much rather an animated kid's show than another Jurassic World movie at this point. Yeah. At, at this point, you could do, you could make it an educational show, if anything. And that's, I'm fine with that. Magic school bus style. Yeah. Speaking of interesting ideas coming out of the wet work, um, how about this Bloomhouse making a, a Magic 8 ball? I'll be perfectly honest. I'm okay with this. Oh, dude. Totally. Yeah, first so, of all, it's Blumhouse. Yeah. Um, so Blumhouse, you heard that right. Blumhouse, the makers of all your favorite low budget horror movies of the past like 10 years, is making a magic eight ball movie. Nowadays, like everything's getting a movie. There's a Peeps movie coming out. There's a Shoots and Ladders movie apparently coming out. A Monopoly movie. Um I think there's like a Mega Blocks movie, because Lego movie was a thing. 
Um, yeah. That being said, if you first said Magic 8-Ball movie, okay, that sounds dumb. But Blumhouse, and put it in a horror context. Yeah. Yes, please. Especially while I was not a fan of the movie, I think it's the right people involved. The people that made Truth or Dare are making this movie. Yeah, absolutely. It's this idea of childhood actually being more dangerous than they really are, I, uh, than we thought they were. I think the big thing for me was I saw Magic 8-Ball on the, on the list, and I was like, what is this? This much must be like a, you know, like a reboot or something. And because I I I've never heard of a movie called Magic Eight Ball, or whatever. No, no, it's about the Magic Eight Ball. I, it, it's very interesting. It, it could, there's potential for it to be terrifying. Yeah, especially if it's like, well, like I said, while I wasn't a huge fan of the movie, if it's like Truth or Dare, of uh, there's a group of friends. I can already see it now. There's a group of friends that are just hanging out and doing stupid stuff, as teenagers do. One of them's just like, hey, this is a stupid magic eight ball. Why don't you ask it something? And then yeah. they ask him something ridiculous of just like, um, should I do this, that, or the other thing? And the magic eight ball responds. But then, of course, the stakes elevate. I can just see it by the end of the movie. Should I kill whoever, whoever? Outcome looks likely type of thing. Yeah. Of like, it you have to obey what the Magic 8-Ball says. Yes. Which sounds dumb, but Blumhouse has a track record at this point. I would trust them. I think what, what I, I'm seeing the moment, too, of the character's name appearing in the 8-Ball, which would be absolutely terrifying. Because the idea for us is, uh, is that we all know that there's only so many answers that this ball can give you. You know, yeah. it's like a set. Yeah. But so like if it all of a sudden starts being different from those answers, ooh, that's that's an interesting concept you got going on there. Or I can just because my horror brain is going of if certain characters are killed off, that is what you see in the Magic 8-Ball itself. Yeah. Of like look inside the ball and you see the soul of somebody. Yeah, it could be interesting. There's, it's on paper. It sounds dumb, but I actually am curious enough on this premise, and I think there's a lot of creative possibilities that you can go with this route. Because at this point, why wouldn't you? <laughs> at least, like at this point, at least they're trying to put out original content. Yeah, which is not something a lot of other studios are doing nowadays, especially Disney. Disney, I love you, but. Do some original things as I just bashed onward for a while. Yeah. So Disney has been on this live action remake kick for quite a while, but they haven't tackled one of their biggest ones yet. The one that put them on the map was Snow White and the Seven Doors. One of it was Walt Disney's original full length movie. Now we're getting a live action remake of that from director Mark Webb, who did 500 Days of Summer and the two Amazing Spider-Man movies. That is not what gets me excited, as great as Mark Webb is as a director. What gets me more excited is the music for this movie will be done by the same guys that did the music for The Greatest Showman and La La Land. I have issue. Oh? With what? Yeah. So, okay, I haven't seen La La, La, La Land, I'll say that. 
It's, but, it's okay. Yeah. The music for The Greatest Showman left a lot to, uh, uh, actually kind of made me mad. What? Yes. How so? So, so I'm a big fan of, so I, I, I like musicals quite a bit. Yeah. But to me, if you're going to do a movie um, about that certain specific, a specific time period, the music itself shouldn't feel modernized. It shouldn't feel like a pop song. Does that make sense? Like it, it shouldn't. It's a musical. Like, Every musical. I understand. If you look just, at any musical, West Side Story feels like a '60s musical. Yes, but the music also kind of the way that the music flows match into and the tone of the that those songs matches the story that they're telling. There's times in The Greatest Showman specifically. First of all, I hate, I'm not a big fan of that movie. But I like um, any of the musical sequences. I love the music, and I love any of the musical sequences. Once it gets back to, hey, we're trying to be a movie as well, then it gets too hallmarky for me. Well, yes, okay, but the music itself comes across as too much of a a pop. Uh, we're trying to be pop songs so that we can, which be is pop, ironic because like, they re-release their own soundtrack with pop covers. Exactly. It just, I don't know. I, I wasn't too impressed. I, I feel like a musical needs to be unique and not have that kind of feel. But, you know, I can be wrong. I, I just, with that in mind, I just see Snow them doing Snow White and doing the music and it comes across as very poppy and very like, and it, it, that, it, that'll ruin it for, ruin that movie specifically a lot. If you bring, bring Snow White into like a, into a live action world and the music is very modern is the only way I can think to, to, to describe it. I'll be curious. I was never a huge Snow White person. I mean, I've saw it plenty as a kid, but it wasn't one of my favorites. Um, I'll be very curious. I like Mark Webb as a director, uh, amazing Spider-Man two aside, but I don't really blame him for that. I blame suit, uh, Sony's meddling for that. I will say one thing that Mark Webb does really really well is characters and relationships 500 days of summer and as much as it got obnoxious come amazing spider-man 2 the relationship between peter and gwen he can write good chemistry between characters which is obviously going to be key for snow white absolutely oh yeah it'll be interesting to say the least i you know it i think they'll rework some things to the story like lion king seems to be Shot for shot remake of the original. I think Snow White, they're going to tweak up the story a little bit like they will with Mulan. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And I, I think part of that is because there's certain there was certain aspects of the story, the original story, that, I don't know, like, it just, there's, the, the story, Snow White has been told over and over and over again. And so they're going to have to do something uh, maybe a little different or do the story, the actual original story very well one of the two things just don't make it mirror mirror yeah absolutely or snow white and the huntsman uh snow white and the huntsman's not too bad what was the sequel to that that no one remembers um, winter's war I don't, I don't remember <laughs> exactly <laughs> now a movie no one's going to be forgetting anytime soon is avengers endgame which last time I checked is like 75 million away from passing Avatar. So if it does, it's going to be real close. Come on, Avengers, you can do this. 
Um, I bring up Avengers because we now know what the directors, uh, the Russo brothers, are finally going to be doing next. So it's been kind of a question mark of what's going to happen after Endgame. What what are they doing next? I know they're producing that crime thriller with Chadwick Boseman. Now, um, definitely not what I was going to go with for a pick, but the Russo brothers can do what they want. They will be doing an animated series for Netflix based on Magic the Gathering. If you're going to do a Magic the Gathering series an a, as a, a show or anything, an animated show would, is the perfect avenue for it. What, and like, what have I been saying about you know games and, and whatnot? In order to have a good game or, or card game or whatever you want, TV show or series, you, it's, or just any kind of media content, it's got to be a series. It has to be. It's the only way to flesh out the world correctly and make you feel like you're on the journey with your characters. Yeah, I completely agree. I'd be curious to see it live ac- see it live action, but I can imagine that would like triple the budget. Yeah. I will say this, I'll openly admit, I know absolutely nothing about Magic the Gathering. I know it has a huge following. And apparently the Russos are part of that. Like, the reason they signed on to this is they're huge Magic the Gathering fans. I know nothing about it, but I know there's a huge fan base there for it. Yeah. And it's on Netflix, so, you know, it's not like we'll have to deal with it on our TV screens or something like that. I think Netflix is more or less in that mode of like, oh, we're about to lose a whole bunch of our content. Um, Pump out everything we possibly can. How many more years can we hook those Stranger Things kids? Yeah, it's... mm. Because they're about to lose all their Marvel stuff, their Disney Mm -hmm. stuff, their Star Wars stuff. And their library is already looking like just a big selection of B-movies, so... Not as bad as Hulu, at least. That's fair. Or Tubi TV. Tubi! Um, I'll be... If a trailer wins me over, I'll check it out. I'm always a fan of good fantasy, but good fantasy is hard to come by, especially now that Game of Thrones is done and fell flat on its face for the past season and a half. Um, Yeah, I thought it was worth noting. I don't know that much about Magic the Gathering. Josh, do you know much about it? Uh, Not really. I I tried at one point to play it, but uh, that's about as far as I got. Well, yeah, I figured... We need to talk about it because I know at least some of you out there listening like Magic the Gathering. Now, I know some of you out there also like Black Widow, right? So, Black Widow finally is getting her own solo movie. To be honest, I think this is like four years too late, but that's my opinion. Um, She, her solo film is now filming. And the word is that it is set between Captain America's Civil War and Infinity War. I don't know why? why I was under the impression that it got took place earlier than that and it was like a prequel to like the Black Widow persona and like Florence Pugh was a younger Black Widow, but I, I guess not. And it does feature Scarlett Johansson, which is nice. Um, I'm not sure how I feel about the timeline, like where this movie takes place, if these rumors are true. That being said, Black Widow should have been your first female superhero movie because she was already a character that people were asking for a movie. People already liked her. But I'm glad this movie's finally happening. Yeah, it it's just gonna 
be interesting to do this movie now that she's dead in the main timeline. Yeah. Um, and some people uh, obviously are going, well, maybe there's a way that in this movie, she finds a way to bring herself back. Yes, because no. she knew she was going to die in Endgame. Yeah, no. Uh, it's just weird. I don't, uh, the timing is weird. Whenever this is set, I'm still excited for it, especially if the rumors of Taskmaster are true, because Taskmaster, I think, would be a perfect villain for Black Widow that wouldn't be, like, a world-ender that would require the rest of the Avengers. It's like a Civil War type of thing of, not Civil War, of Winter Soldier type threat of good, mid-level, perfect for the hero. I think that's one of the issues that the MCU sometimes has is you have this big world-ending finale that you probably need the whole team for, but you can only afford one hero. Um, and especially with someone that doesn't have powers like Black Widow, you need a good mid-level villain, and Taskmaster would be perfect for that. Yeah. I'm just happy to see this movie's finally starting to shoot. No, yeah, it, I'm glad it's starting to shoot now, because at least, at least now it's going to be a reality. Yeah, so uh, if you had to... What MCU characters could you see making appearances in this Black Widow movie? Hawkeye. Yeah, okay, yeah, that's that's a given. A Mohawkless Hawkeye. Oh, obviously, because we're not there yet. Yeah. Um mm, I was about to say <laughs> uh Winter Soldier, but no, he got frozen more or less in Carbonite after Civil War. Yeah. Um <gasps> Oh, Martin Freeman's character. Um, um, I'm blanking. I'm blanking. They're like the CIA operative that interrogated um, Bucky. Oh, yes. Yeah, definitely. And maybe, maybe even Cap, really. Maybe Cap. Um, I could definitely see uh, Thunderbolt Ross coming back. Yeah. Maybe a minor role. I can see that. I'm I'm more just happy to see this finally happening. Now, for our last news topic, it's one that could have a lot of big implications, but also could mean nothing. I'm choosing to believe that this is a good thing. So, a New Gods movie has been in development for DC for a little bit. It got announced a while back, back when DC was just announcing movies left, right, and center. Nightwing movie. With Ava uh-huh. DuVernay uh, attached to direct. And then nothing was heard about for this movie for quite a while. And then A Wrinkle in Time happened, directed by Ava DuVernay. And I kind of thought DC may just scrap the movie because A Wrinkle in Time. But thankfully, it has not been canceled. And we now have a scriptwriter. Apparently, Ava DuVernay was working on the script. But now we've brought on Tom King to work with her. And as a comic book fan... This is fantastic. So why should you care that Tom King has been attached to this movie? And who are the new gods? I'll get to the new gods thing in a second. But Tom King has written for several main titles. For the past couple of years, he's been working on uh, Batman and has done a widely regarded as an excellent Batman story. I really enjoyed it too. Um, he was going to do one through a hundred of this Batman arc, like a really long-term story for Batman. He unfortunately left after issue 85, probably to work on this, um, but also he got a lot of acclaim for his work on the Mr. Miracle line. 
I, of course, know him from his work with Grayson and Nightwing with Tim Seeley. He's done great work. More than anything, going back to the Mr. Miracle thing, he knows the new gods better than anybody else, except for maybe Jack Kirby, who originally created them. So who are the new gods? So in Wonder Woman, we've heard about Ares, Zeus, and everybody else. Those are the old gods. The new gods are the gods from another planet that are more or less at war with Apocalypse and Darkseid. It's very galactic. It's very cosmic. It's very out there. Obviously, by the time this movie comes out, it's going to get a lot of parallels to Marvel's Eternals. I don't care. I like the new gods and the directions that they could take, primarily because Darkseid. But Mr. Miracle was a really well-regarded comic written by Tom King, who is a character in the new gods. You got Mr. Miracle, Big Barda, Orion. Um, Josh, how much do you know about the new gods? And do you think Tom King being attached as a scriptwriter helps? Or do you see this as kind of nothing? At this particular moment, I see it as nothing. Um, and part of that is just because it, it's going to be tr- a tricky story to write. So, I don't know, man. I No matter what DC does at this moment, they're going to struggle with being compared to Marvel, even though it should be vice versa. I'm just happy we're finally getting dark side. And to be fair, yeah. the new gods have a lot of story potential. Uh, for those who know, like, Young Justice, they had a couple appearances on that. They've appeared a few times in Justice League. It's more or less, new gods have kind of been out in the ether as something that exists, but doesn't, they're kind of in a similar situation to Shazam of, they do exist in the DC universe, but they don't get brought up as much as the main characters just because they're off doing their own thing. But I think that gives them more creative freedom to do stuff. Yeah. It should, it should be interesting to say the least. And DC kind of has been going on this track lately of, okay, screw it. If they're connected or not, we don't care make good movies first, and then we may tie them together. Like, Aquaman has barely any connection except for one throwaway line about Steppenwolf. It has no connection to the Justice League or anything else. Shazam, minus a couple fun Easter eggs and a missed cameo, doesn't tie into everything else, but it's a great movie. DC is approaching it differently, and it's a good thing for them right now, of make good movies first, then we'll tie it together if we have to. And I think that'd be the case here, especially with the new gods of make good movies and maybe we can tie it in later. Yeah. Which is totally fine with me. I mean, at this point, what else are you going to do? I don't know. Jared Leto's Joker. Fair enough. A Nightwing movie. Mm, We're not ready for it. Give it time. Although the Robin thing gives me hope that maybe we'll get a Nightwing. Uh, that'll be, that's about it for news. Now, Josh, do you have a sponsor before we go into our main discussion? I do not. Do you? Um, yes. This episode is sponsored by the latest DC animated movie, Batman versus the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yes, you heard that right. And yes, we covered that a few months ago and it finally came out. If you haven't seen it, you will love it. It is the crossover I never knew I needed. And my inner 12-year-old is so happy that it happened. So, oh, yeah, absolutely. check it out. It is so good. Uh, so, Robert Pattinson is now our Batman. 
and we've said that that's a good thing. So who do we think should be joining him in this cast of interesting heroes, villains, everything in between? So we've more or less got our picks for... I know, Josh, I'm assuming we have it for not just this first movie, but for the entire trilogy as a whole. So how do you want to approach this? Like, good guys, bad guys... Um, let's go, let's go based off of your list. Cause I'm assuming you have them in a specific order. Um, uh, not necessarily a specific give, give order, but like good guys first and then bad guys. Okay. So let's do this. Let's you start, you name who, what character you're casting and we'll give each other what name that we want to want them to play. And then we can just kind of go from, you know, go back and back and forth on that way. All right. That way, that way we stick with the same characters. So we're not like going back and forth on different characters at the same time. Alrighty, and disclaimer, I don't know about you, Josh, but I treated this as a completely fresh reboot, so no yes. one is returning. Sorry, okay. Jeremy Irons, I, Alfred. Yeah, that, um, I think, hold on, let me t- look at my list real quick. Yeah, as much I as I have, like Jeremy Irons, I wanted a clean slate because I think that's what they're doing for this. I agree, except I kept Jerry Iron, Jeremy Irons as Alfred because I really really love his his alfred and i think he would play off robert pattinson's batman really well oh that's totally fine so if that's your alfred then i'll do my alfreds so we get those out of the way i actually have two some people i have two primarily just because i think there's a couple options by and large i only have one but alfred is one of the ones that i have two very random as you'll see for most of my names but two that i stand behind fully the first is former Doctor Who Peter Capaldi, the older of the Who. Really? Oh, that would be great. Mm-hmm. I love him. Got it's a little bit of sense of humor to him. He's about the right age, British. Got a little bit yeah. of charm to him. But you could also buy him in a fight or has some form of a past. Yeah. I think um, it's interesting to me that we both have Doctor Who uh, actors on our list. I also have quite a bit of comedians, as my next Alfred is the comedian's comedian, which I feel like he could do a good dramatic performance, but also do the dry wit that Alfred is known for, and that is John Cleese. Okay, yeah. That would be great. I'm casting this mainly because he's older, he's got the mustache, and I can see his dry wit and overall personality and demeanor being perfect for Alfred. Oh, yeah. I can see that totally. All right. Um, so then, sticking with allies, I'll go with Commissioner Gordon. Um, Josh, who do you have as the new Commissioner Gordon? Mark Hammond. Say again? Hold on. I got to remind myself where he's from. Mark Hammond. Mark Harmon? 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 NCIS? Yes. Yeah. Oh, I could see Mark Harmon. A little bit older, I, but... Yeah, but like I... So the the way I came across, I was thinking about it, was it's the moment... You need the, the... Yes, you need the Gordon that is the commissioner, but you also are going to need that Gordon that pops up in the um, the Dark Knight Returns um, series, the animated uh, movie, who can also like rally a neighborhood. You know Just what I mean? Just like, off the top of my head, I I could see Mark Harmon in a Batman movie, but as Thomas Wayne, I could see that as well, especially for Robert Pattinson. 
Yeah, you know, I can see that as well, yeah. But, yeah, I could see that, Commissioner Gordon. For me, personally, I went with Brian Cranston. Of course, because at this point, why not? He has already been Commissioner Gordon, actually. He voiced Commissioner Gordon in Batman Year One, the animated movie, from a few years back. Yes. Um, I just want this man to be in a superhero movie at some point. He voiced Zordon in the new Power Rangers movie, which, just a tease of what's going to come, this will not be the last name from the Power Rangers movie that will be on this discussion. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, I just think Brian Cranston would be fantastic as Gordon. He's got the look. He can be serious when he needs to be, a.k.a. Heisenberg. Yeah. If we're not going to get him as Lex Luthor, I think he could be a fantastic Commissioner Gordon. Absolutely. Especially playing off Robert Pattinson. Now, sticking with somewhat of an ally for Batman, I don't know if you have him or not, but there's a name that gets floated around with this Batman movie a lot. Um, and that's Josh Gad. He's been rumored to be the Penguin for more or less since this movie was announced and Matt yeah. Reeves is attached. It seems like Josh Gad has been rumored to be the Penguin. I have him in this movie, but not as the Penguin. I have him as Detective Harvey Bullock. Okay. Yeah, I didn't even think of, it, of Harvey because I don't care for Harvey as a character. But yes. I think Harvey would be an interesting character. I, I like Harvey Bullock just as a foiled to Batman and Commissioner Gordon. Not an out-and-out out bad guy, but as a doubter of Batman, but at the same time respects what he does. Like, he won't get mm-hmm. in the way of Batman, but he still tries to catch Batman. So I'm assuming you don't have a Bullock? I do not, no. Um, I think it also, after the Dark Knight trilogy, we had Flask, so I would like to actually see the real Bullock and not someone pretending to be Bullock. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, who do you got next for ally? Um, I mean, do you want to have the Dick Grayson Robin discussion now? Oh, do you have any other allies? Because I have one other one before we get to the Robins. Um, are you counting Catwoman as an ally? I uh, I was gonna do hers later. I was thinking Lucius Fox. Oh, geez, I I am like doing these allies a. a Pure disservice, man. So, one name that I thought about earlier today that I was like, initially, eh, but the more I think about it, okay. Tyler Perry. No. Did you see Gone Girl? Yeah, but I also saw Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. True, but look who was directing him for that movie. Eh, fair enough, I guess. When he's got a good director with him, Tyler Perry can be a pretty decent actor, but he's not the one that I wrote down in my notes. I wrote down Ron Cephas Jones, who was, uh, who is, I believe, on the show This Is Us, and was originally supposed to be the wizard Shazam in the Shazam movie that gets his powers, gives his powers to Billy before he got replaced by Dijmon Hansu. Um, okay. Older guy, looks absolutely the part for Lucius Fox. I would like to see that very, very much. I don't know if it'll happen or not. Yeah, fair enough. Um, so I just did a, some uh, quick casting just to so I can have some stuff for, for the characters you're suggesting as well. Uh, what about Ernie Hudson? Ooh, I could see that. What's he doing nowadays? I don't think he's doing anything Is nowadays. Is he going full and- Virgil? He might be. Who knows? But Ernie Hudson would be... Would be I actually... That I don't yeah. think about it. I would really like that. Ernie Hudson, I think, could be a really good Lucius Fox. That would be fun. Holy cow. Yeah, that's a really good one. I hadn't thought about that. 
Uh, oh, geez. Do you want to get to our Robins? Let's do it, man. So I did two situations. I did one for whoever, if we're going straight, like teenage Dick Grayson. I did one for Nightwing and one for Jason. I, but my Dick Grayson could fit for either Nightwing or teenage Robin. I think he Fair fits enough. in both categories. Okay. You want to go uh, first? So just because I can, I did jo- uh, Robin for as if it was Jason. Um, and this name shows up twice in this, this discussion we're going to have in about five minutes here. Is it Taron um, Egerton? Uh, it is not for Jason. <laughs> it is not. It's David, uh, David, and I'm going to mispronounce his last name. Uh, Mazow, Mazows. Mazows? The name sounds very familiar. It's the kid who's currently playing Bruce in Gotham. Okay. I think he might be if a little he, old, but maybe. I can see it. I can see him playing this bratty Jason character. I, and honestly, it would be really funny for him to be Jason as well. I think um, just because I, of his connection to Gotham, I don't see it happening, though. Same. Um, but the other kid, the other one, and I couldn't remember his name and for some reason had d- decided to not go look it up, uh, is the kid who pl- actually the kid who plays him on Titans. I really enjoy him as, as, as Jason. He's actually uh, lobbying for it. He sent out a tweet to Matt Reeves basically saying, hey, you need a Jason Todd? Yeah. No, I, I can totally he's, – he's a very good Jason Todd. He's a very good Jason um, Todd. Who uh, my Jason Todd, Nightwing? as I said earlier, oh, Taron Egerton. Yeah. <laughs> You're terrible. I'm sticking <laughs> with it. I don't care if the age gap fits weirdly with Robert Pattinson. I think it fits yeah. really, really well. <laughs> I, I can totally see it, and I'm not okay with it. Now, obviously, my Dick Grayson, I spent more time than any other character thinking about, primarily because it kind of throws a knot in it of, I don't know what age to go with, of if I'm going younger, typically Nightwing is the one in his 30s, like early 30s, not Batman. I thought of an actor that unfortunately is already in the DCEU, but it's such a blink and you miss it role that required a lot of makeup. So, I feel like, if this character was not shown up again and played Dick Grayson instead, it would be totally fine. Yeah. And the name may not sound familiar, but you know he's been in other stuff. The name is Ludi Lin, if I'm correct, pronouncing it correctly. Also known as the Black Ranger in the most recent Power Rangers movie. Oh. Yeah, he was also King Orm's assistant in Aquaman. That being said... If I didn't say it just now, would you have known that? Because of all the makeup, yeah. looks nothing like him. So yeah. you can absolutely recycle him, just like you did with Digimon Hansu. He was the Fisher King in Aquaman. Then he ended up also being the Wizard, Shaz- the Wizard Shazam. So recasting can absolutely be done in the DCEU. I'm going yes. with Black Ranger from Power Rangers as my Nightwing slash Dick Grayson. He okay, can fit for so- both an older Robin as well as a Nightwing. Okay. And so, the personality that he had as Black Ranger in the new Power Rangers, that's, that, I think, could work really, really well as a Robin oh, or a yeah. Nightwing. Not obnoxious, endearing, but yeah, just a tad bit cocky. Yeah, okay. I can see that. So I did different actors for for the teenage Dick Grayson and uh, Nightwing. Because the Nightwing, I based off of, he's already been through that journey. He's decided to be Nightwing. Um, you know, he he's done it for maybe a year or something like that. Um, and I picked Zac Efron. 
Uh, I've taught you well, my friend. I know it just works. I feel like he works. He would be very, very. If Robert Pattinson well. wasn't our Batman and if it was still Ben Affleck, you know Zach Efron is my number one pick. He still is in an oh, ideal yeah. world. Oh, absolutely. So my Dick Graysons um, are definitely out of left field. Um, first one, like I said, I used, was going to say this name twice, is, is David Mazos, uh, or however you pronounce his last name, um, from Gotham. I think it'd be interesting to have him play Nightwing. I think the look is there. The um, acting ability is probably there. Maybe some learning there. Who knows? Um, my other one is, uh, I don't think you're going to know this name either, or either of these two next, next two names, um, is Dakota Goya, Goyo, Dakota Goyo. He was the, he, he's like 18 now or something like that, but he was the little kid in real steel. Oh yeah. He was also in, um, Iron Man three. Yeah. And yeah. Avengers Endgame. Yes. But regardless. I just basically kind of looks like I, Andrew I Garfield now. Yes, but I don't know much about his acting ability now, just because I don't think I've seen him acting. Yeah, I don't now. know what he's doing nowadays. But based on look alone, I really I think he it, it could work. Um, same kind of thing with uh, Zachary Gordon, who's my ne- my other pick. Uh, he was the uh, Diary of the Wimpy Kid, the the main kid, but he's all grown up now, and he, actually the look is there. Hmm. So um, who knows? I'm I'm all about doing some uh, uh, some no name kind of people. Oh yeah, I had a no name on this list that was so no name that you wouldn't even know who he was. But looking at him, I'm like, you look like Dick Grayson. Yeah. Um, I just threw it out there because, like I said, there might be different avenues for Robins that they go with. I have an option for a Tim Drake Robin if they so wanted to do that. Um, did you see? I'm assuming you did. The first it, the twenty seventeen it. Yes, the which kid one are that you played picking? Bill? Are you talking about um, oh, what is his name? Wolfhand, Wolfhard? No, not okay. Finn. Um, the kid that played Bill. Oh yeah, no yeah, I can totally see that. Like scrawny enough, like Tim is always like the smallest of mm-hmm. the Robins, but intelligent and confident as a leader. And I yeah. saw that in the kid that played Bill, and I was like, I could see you as a good Robin. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Plus, mm, Finn Wolfhard's everywhere. I don't know if I want him as Robin. He'd be a good Damien. Yeah, I was thinking either Damien or Jason. I actually almost put him down for Jason. Because I could see him as a brat. Yeah, totally. And he, he's, he's good at playing that role. Now, here's one that I know you're going to love. Uh, late addition to my list, Batgirl. Okay. Annalisa Basso, the redhead from Oculus. Yes. Oh, that would be great. And um, Ouija Origin of Evil. Yeah. Okay. And you know what? My Catwoman pick could probably double as a Batgirl pick now that I'm thinking about it. I just really like that actress. She's about the right age. Redhead. That definitely helps. Um... And I feel like this actress should really be in more stuff, not just horror stuff. She was really good in Ouija Origin of Evil. She was even better in Oculus. Both of those movies are great. And I was I see her and I'm like, you'd be a really good Batgirl. 
Yeah, I can see that. Totally. Now, you said you have a Catwoman. Who would yes. you go with for Catwoman? So, now thinking about it, my Catwoman pick could definitely also be a pretty good Batgirl. Um, but uh, Chloe Grace Mortez. Okay. Uh, yeah. She's already got the training. Yeah, I know some <laughs> people wanted her for like a Carrie Kelly when it was Batman v Superman and there's rumors of a Carrie Kelly Robin. It's like, mm, I've never been a huge fan of Carrie Kelly. But I could, I could, I tried to get someone who was decently close to the age of Batman, but also could definitely pull off the look and, and a lot of the acrobatics that was going to be needed. Mm. Makes sense. Yeah. Um, so that, that's your Catwoman. My Catwoman, I go to another Power Rangers character. This time, also Jasmine in the most recent Aladdin, Naomi Scott. Okay. I know I a lot of people are suggesting it would be Vanessa Hutchins, who I also think would be a good pick. But looking at um, her body of work and just what she could bring to the table, I really think Naomi Scott is poised to break out as a major star, and I think she'd be a great Catwoman. I think she could play off Robert Pattinson really, really well. Yeah, I can see that. Just looking at him like, you look like Selena Kyle. Now, the great thing is about Catwoman, she's both been a bad guy and a good guy, so I think that segues us perfectly into the villains. Who? Do, yes, what I villains agree. do we want, and who should play them? Yes. I'll start us off with Hush, the one character we want to see more than any other in terms of villains. Hush, to me, I struggle with this one. There's a lot of names I can go with. Yeah, I I struggled with it a lot, and it's why I didn't cast him. I go with Oscar Isaac. Okay. Because he's likable and charming like Tommy Elliott is, but also, for those of you who saw the movie Ex Machina, he can also play deranged incredibly well. Hmm. This guy has a dark side when he wants to tap into it, and I think he'd be a great hush. Yeah, I can see that. Um, I also, just so just casting off my rear end here, uh, Zach Efron wouldn't be bad if we're not going to have him as Nightwing. The other thing I've heard, too, is um, if we're not going to have him as a given role... Um, a lot of people are suggesting maybe Nicholas Holt as Hush because a lot of times um, if a character doesn't get the main role, they get the supporting role. Like in Batman Begins, Cillian Murphy originally uh, auditioned for the role of Bruce Wayne but didn't get it, but they liked him so yeah. much that they kept him as Scarecrow. Yeah. Who I have Scarecrow huh. later on my list. I, ha- I had somebody's face uh, go into my head and I can't... Oh my goodness, who was it? Matt Damon also would be a good Hush. Uh, he's a little too old if you're going to go against um, Robin. Yeah, Pattinson. he would have been a great if Ben Affleck stayed around. That would just been absolutely hilarious. Mid oh, demon. I can't. So, think. I'll probably hit me later, but yeah. So, um, besides Hush, the one that we talked about last time in our um, story pitch episode of the podcast was Riddler as the main villain of like a really dark and twisted yeah. version of Riddler. Uh, Josh, do you have a Riddler? I do indeed. Who's your Riddler? So I went with the idea that we want him to be more of a serial killer. Um, I'm going to go with Simon Baker from, uh, the mentalist. Mentalist? Yes. Ooh. Okay. That's a name. I don't really hear about much nowadays. Yeah. I, 
give it just based on the way he can his tone and his cadence from the mentalist like give him like really like scary lines to say like that simon baker could be pretty terrifying now sticking with the whole scary and terrifying riddler of like a really dark and twisted character i think you're gonna like this one josh but for the casual people at home going this is gonna be a weird pick i want Riddler to be played by Elijah Wood. <laughs> How did I know? When you mentioned you, we were texting and you said, I've got Elijah Wood on my list. I was like, I bet he's in Riddler. <laughs> because most people know him from like Free Willy or Lord of the Rings. Lately, Elijah Wood, acting wise, has been going to a really dark place and I love oh, it. Yeah. He was a really messed up, creepy character in Sin City, in which case. Just copy and paste that character. It'd be fantastic. But he was also in this movie called Maniac, which if you get his Maniac persona and the character that he brought to the table, or even his dark sense of humor that was in Wilfred, any of those, like this dark and twisted side, I think Elijah Wood would be a phenomenal villain. I can see that. Totally, yeah. But yeah, just look up Elijah Wood in Sin City and... Uh, saturate it to make it green instead, and that's your Riddler. I could have sworn I think I think I've seen some fan fan art somewhere with him in it. Now this next one, I'm actually kind of kicking myself that I didn't talk about it in um our story pitch episode yeah. for this upcoming Batman one. So there's been talk of um this first Batman being a detective story, like a film noir, yeah, which yeah. is exactly what it should be because we haven't really delved too deep into the detective aspect. And we suggested Riddler. I'm still sticking with that, but I think there's a better alternative for a mystery story for Batman. Okay. So imagine that there's a killer out there that's been killing a whole bunch of people, and there's no evidence left behind, and Batman can't get any DNA, doesn't know what the suspect looks like, but there's always a speck of Clay at every crime scene. Oh, really? Okay. I want Clayface because in the comics, the character of Clayface can shape and morph into anybody. So he'd be the perfect assassin because they can just shift into somebody else and Batman would not be able to figure out who they are and he would actually have to use his detective brain to figure out who this dude is and why he's able to shapeshift. That being said... Who do I want to play Clayface? Several people. I want a bunch of different actors to play Clayface. That way, when he actually shapeshifts, he becomes different people. And it's different people embodying a certain role. Hmm. So you don't... You you wouldn't be down to have Thomas Hayden come be Clayface? I mean... Among other actors. <laughs> but yeah, think yeah, about no. now. Wouldn't Clayface be a perfect villain for a crime thriller? Yeah, absolutely. Of like, and, there's just and clay on the ground, not that out of the norm. And Batman has to inspect the clay more or less for residue, compound of, yeah. where does this come from? Why is this at all the crime scenes? But he can't identify who it was because they keep changing every time. Yeah. Hmm. And I like the idea of it being different actors playing one role instead of uh, different actors playing the same role for different movies like Jack Nicholson or Heath Ledger. They're all different actors playing the same role. Hmm. 
Could be interesting. What's another villain you've got? Um, let's talk about Penguin Man because we mentioned him earlier, and you don't. That was have actually Josh my next Gad. name I was going to bring up. Yeah, man. Who do you who do you have for Penguin? So a lot of people have been saying Josh Gad. I'd much rather see him as Detective Bullock. I think you're going to be really down for this pick. I want Penguin to be played by Nick Frost. Yeah, that'd be fun. I, uh, he's he's goofy enough that I think he can brace Penguin's goofier moments, but at the same time, he can be dark if he wants to. And he's got that physical presence that I feel like he could yeah. really bring it to Penguin. Okay, so I'm the kind of person I think Penguin needs definitely needs a, some presence. Um, and as a joke in my notes, I said, if it's not Danny DeVito. Um, no, he's going to uh, be Wolverine. He's oh, he's obviously Wolverine. Actually, that would be terrifying if he pulled out an actual Wolverine character. Oh, good night. Um, but um, I have uh, David Tennant as Penguin. Really, more of like yes. a sleek, slender. I can yeah. see David Tennant as a Riddler. I could see that. I, see, I went back and forth with that, but I de- I I feel like he'd be a really good Penguin because he does have that like, kind of like some more like the Gotham Penguin. Yeah, but like actually have a presence about him and not be as like, you know what I mean? Like, I I just feel like Penguin needs to, if he's going to be a crime boss, he's got to have a presence about him and why people, you know, are going to follow him and whatnot. And David Tennant is, if anything, one of the best actors alive. So why not? Fair enough. Um, do you have anybody for Scarecrow? Because I have two, actually. I do. I Who do you got do. for Scarecrow? Please say Nicolas Cage. I don't have Nicolas Cage, actually. Neither I do have... I, but he was almost Scarecrow. Almost. I, I, almost casted, I almost casted him in a lot of different things. But uh, I, I have William Defoe as Scarecrow. Ooh. Not, I know people like want him as Joker, but I could see him as Scarecrow. Oh, Absolutely. So I have two options. Um, one of them has not played a villain yet, and the other one is known for being a villain. The first one, um, my secondary pick, Rami Malek. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Until Dawn, I- Freddie Mercury. He will be a villain in the next Bond film whenever that eventually comes out. He mm. just screams villain to me. He looks like he could legitimately be a professor. Or a really smart guy that comes across a little bit weird, but I could also very much see him as Scarecrow. Now, my top pick, though, of, oh, please make this happen, it's Bill Skarsgård. Yes. That dude is just... Absolutely. He's just born to be a villain. But the way... I don't know, it's just his presence and his the looks that he gives just screams Jonathan Crane to me. He's creepy, man. Yeah. He really is. That that would be... Oh, wow. I can't believe I forgot about him. I'm really bad at myself now. Like, mask or no mask, he's Scarecrow. Yeah, absolutely. He's like a creepier Doug Jones. <laughs> so, since we're on the topic of, of Doctors, you want to talk about Hugo Strange? And, I do have uh, Hugo Mr. Strange, Bruce? actually. Who do you got for Strange? Ralph Finney's? Fe- uh, Finney's? Yeah. Yeah, I could see it. Um, he does have Batman experience. He voiced Alfred in the Lego Batman movie. Yeah. He's got villain experience just, being Voldemort. Yeah. I just, I, I, for some reason I was looking at photos and his, his came across and I was like, 
Yeah, because mainly because typically for some reason people have been have made Hugo Strange like Asian, and I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah, even in Gotham, he, played by BD yeah, One. Yeah, I, I, I wasn't. Admittedly, I didn't understand. Mine is not a Caucasian guy playing Hugo Strange either. Yeah. My person playing Hugo Strange, I think, will want a little bit of redemption because they have played a villain before, just not successfully. I think Hugo Strange should be played by Ben Kingsley. Okay. Because that dude is a phenomenal actor, and I was really excited for his Mandarin before Iron Man 3 happened. I think he'd be great. He also comes across like he could be a very intelligent villain, which is exactly what... Hugo Strange is. Yeah, absolutely. So on this on this theme of smart people becoming villains, do you have a Mr. Freeze? I do. And this is my most out of left field pick considering I only did it about an hour or two ago. Fair enough. Okay. So did you see Ready Player One? Yes. The man that creates the Oasis, Mark Rylance. Okay. I go with him. Because he, honestly, of all the Batman villains we have, whoever you cast as Mr. Freeze has to be your best actor. Because Mr. Freeze, unlike any other Batman villain, has to command sympathy. He has to be able to portray genuine emotion and sympathy. And Mark Rylance is an Academy Award winning actor, I think for Bridge of Spies. Uh, He's done a lot of great work. He looks the part. He's about the right age. But Mr. Freeze is a very complex and interesting character. And I want a really well-rounded actor to portray that. And I think he could do it really, really well. Mr. Freeze, at his core, his frozen, frozen core, is not a bad guy. He only really is a threat to Batman if Batman's in his way of protecting Nora. So I want someone that can bring that emotional complexity out. So that, and I kind of had the same approach. Um, (laughs) And here's a name I don't think either of us have talked about in a while. Uh, Viggo Mortensen. I almost cast him as Ra's al Ghul. Ooh, that would have been good too. But yeah. No, no, I have a perfect Ra's later. Yeah, I I just, something, I was looking at his, his pictures of what he looks like now. And... I was just, I don't know what, something struck me of like even thinking about how his voice would sound like alterated through going through, you know, a filter or whatever for uh, like a Mr. Freeze type filter. Like I just, I see him at, he just looks like a downtrodden scientist. Someone who's been through a lot and is just, his viewpoint on the world is just changed. If this was 10 or 15 years ago, I remember lobbying this really, really hard, but I think the time has passed. In a perfect world to me, Patrick Stewart is Mr. Freeze. I can see that. But too much time has passed. I also thought Jason Isaac, Lucy's Malfoy from Harry Potter. Yeah, I can see that as well. He's a perfect villain. Or Mark Strong, but he was Dr. Savannah and Sinestro, so... So probably not. Yeah. Um... (laughs) I got two more. I got Zaz and Razo Ghoul. How many more you got? Oh, geez. Um, I included Joker and Harley. 
Um, well, I mean, but, I did not because I think they're more or less already cast in the universe. So that that was that was really the thing is I Harley is definitely going to be Margot, and I honestly think they're going to throw us a curveball, and Walking Phoenix is our is our Joker. I think so too. If not but, um, the Joker, the inspiration for the real Joker. Yeah, like he's I agree. a Joker. Yes. I uh I have Killer Croc, um, Mad Hatter, Zaz, Poison Ivy, Bane, and Razagul left. Okay, I think I can think of some on the fly. I'll save Razagul for last because I think that's the one I nailed the best. Yes, Zaz, um, Zaz. Um, did you ever see the movie Thirty One by Rob Zombie? No. Okay. Do you know who Richard Brake is? No, the name does not sound familiar. Okay, just. Do yourself a favor. You don't even have to watch all of 31. I think you'd like it, but you don't have to watch it. Uh, look up Doomhead. His opening speech that he gives in, in the movie screams Zaz. He's, and he's an older dude. He's very scrawny, but he's got a look about him like, you don't want to mess with this dude. And something about him screams Zaz. Hmm. For me, you saw Get Out, right? Yes. The redheaded with the mustache, Caleb yeah. Landry Jones. I can see that, absolutely. I If he was not Carnage, which I'm still missing out that he's not our Carnage, but instead we get Woody Harrelson, I think he'd be a perfect Zaz. Yeah, no, I'm with you on that. I, I, I can totally see that. Either now, that. Fly, who else do you got? Uh, Mad Hatter. I have uh, Steve Buscemi. <laughs> Ooh, that is a really good one. I think I'm just oh, going to agree with you on that one. I think that was spot I was just, on. I was, oh, I was, for some reason, I because, you know, I kind of typed out what characters I wanted to cast first and then kind of, you know, clicked, went into Google and went like, you know, actors under this age, actors under this age. and Oh, yeah, I did that too. And I just, I saw Steve Buscemi's face. And it just screamed Mad Hatter and <gasps> Mad Hatter. Sh- oh, geez. Oh, nope. I got an alternative. Oh, the yeah. The guy that played Peter Pettigrew in Harry Potter. Oh, yeah. The rat. Yeah. He would be good, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah. just looks like a Jervis Tetch. Yeah, exactly. Uh, hmm. You said Poison Ivy. I got yes. one for you. Oh, yeah. What do you, who do you have? Jessica Chastain. Where do I know that name from? Uh, she will be in the new It. She was an Interstellar. Oh, okay, okay. So you're going for like an older Poison Ivy? She's around Robert Pattinson's age. She's pretty young. If not her, okay. maybe Bryce Dallas Howard? Okay. I was going to say uh, Lizzie Kaplan from um, the uh, Cloverfield movie. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, or not Cloverfield, um, what is it, uh, Cloverfield Lane or something like that? It's the one with, uh, uh, oh my goodness, I'm blanking on his name. John Goodman? Yes. That's wow. Mary Elizabeth Winston, I thought. Maybe, I don't know. Who's Huntress? But, okay, I don't know. I've got, maybe I got my Cloverfield movies mixed up. But yeah, Lizzie Coplin, I, I thought, was would do a good job. Um, I don't have Bane. Who do you have for Bane? Don't laugh at me, okay? Batista? No. 
and he wouldn't be Hispanic. I'd give I'd we'd, I'd make him in Russian and do Scott Adkins. Okay, uh, that that kind of feels to me like Frank Grillo's crossbones. Yeah, but like, I mean, what are, what are you gonna do with Bane? <laughs> yeah, I purposely left Bane off my list just because I I honestly don't want anything to do with Bane anytime soon. Just because. Um, Batman and Robin destroyed him. Dark Knight Rises. Yeah. He was a good character, but that was not Bane. Yeah. Well, and the reason I did Scott was because you need someone that's pretty built, but I also wanted to keep his quote unquote, like wrestling martial arts background. That was my big thing is that he wasn't just some big guy that could, that was just a big brute. Like he's a smart dude that he still like knows how to fight. Hmm. And that's why it's scary when he gets pumped full of venom because now he knows how to fight and he can punch through walls. Fair enough. Who else so, you got? You said Killer Croc and yes. is there anyone else? I didn't uh, miss any. Uh, Ross Gold would be the last one. Yeah, Ross Gold would be our last one. Um, I had Killer Croc and again, this just shows how much. Well, he's already dead. Art. So. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, but I did. A, I said a, a highly, highly CGI uh, Michael J. G. White. I could see it. Yeah. I, again, I I felt like you. If you're gonna have someone play Killer Croc, it might it should be somebody that can that can do the physicality that is needed by Killer. True. All right. So our last one. Who is your Razal Ghoul? I have two. Okay. Um. First one. I wasn't sure, but I want to see this guy in more things. Uh, Donnie Yen. Really? Yes. Going for more of the Ken Watanabe, um, one from Batman Begins. Yeah, I, 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 I figure, you know, Ross should be able to fight and, you know, Donnie definitely has that skill background. I don't, my, my hesitation is not even in that he, I think he could pull the look off. My hesitation is in um if he could act well enough i could see donnie and more as a talent yeah i i could see that as well um do you have two names or just one i just have one so who's your other okay. name um this one i'm gonna i promise i'm gonna do my best to pronounce it uh but i like him in almost everything i've seen seen him in uh hiroyuki uh, sonata he, sure uh he's He's one of the samurai in the last samurai. Okay. If you go look him up, he's he's been in a lot of things, but he he's a fantastic actor. He I think he deserves more work, more high end work. So my Razogul is a little bit older, but I think that plays into the character perfectly. He was in a hit movie that sparked a ride at Universal. So we're gonna play six degrees of separation. This guy. Starred in a movie with Brendan Fraser, who is now on Doom Patrol, which is a, another DC project. The movie, The Mummy. The actor, Odette Fur, who was more or less the guy in all black that was the guardian of Imhotep's tomb. Okay. I totally, for some reason, you said... <laughs> you you said Mummy. Billy Zane. No, not Billy Zane. Uh, the bald guy. No, for some reason, my mind went to Jet Li, and I was and I was thinking of how funny that would be to have Jet Li be Ross Al Ghul. 
<laughs> no, I'm thinking of the guy with the face tattoos and all black that guarded yeah, the tomb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That could be cool, yeah. He's got the voice. He's got more or less the proper descent and heritage. And yes, he's aged up a bit since his role in The Mummy, but I think for Razagul that actually benefits him. And, yeah, and no, his absolutely. voice already sounds just like Razagul. Yeah, no, I can see that. Plus, I can totally see him just leading an army of ninjas. Yeah, yeah, I'm down. I think, and that's also why maybe Donnie Yen's came to, name came to mind, is if I'm thinking about somebody who could lead that army what, and what that would look like. I, for some reason, Donnie Yen just, that fit quite a bit. But, you know, who knows? Yeah, why not? Um, so, what do you guys think? Who would you like to see cast in the upcoming Batman movie or the trilogy? Let us know in the comments below. We always like hearing from you guys. And as always, if you like what you hear and you want to hear more, subscribe to us on whatever audio platform you're listening to us on, whether that's Google Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, YouTube. And as always, subscribe to us on the main YouTube channel at Uncharted Media. And as always, stay sharp, movie guys and gals. <laughs>